Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Thank you. Yes, your pastor didn't just get better looking overnight. I'm his brother. We always say that about each other. Go ahead and have a seat. And uh, I'm excited about tonight. It is always an honor and privilege. I follow you guys. And uh, I know God is using you guys. You guys are touching many lives. Amen. How many multiplying disciples do we have in the house tonight? How many of you guys want to grow more? Yeah. How many of you guys want to be stretched? Okay, cool. All right. Do we have anybody that is here for the first time? Let me have you raise your hand if this is your first time at CFF. All right. Welcome. Let's give him a hand. You know, as Arely said, this is known as Formation Friday. So what that means is this is a time where you're formed, right? This is a time where you go to the gym and you don't just go looking to see if you're going to sign up. This is a time where you work out, where this is going to be something that is going to lead you to grow, to get closer to God, where you're going to be challenged. Does that make sense? Sometimes one of the most beautiful things somebody can tell you is the truth. Because there's people in your life that are going to tell you what you want to hear. But if you just get used to hearing what you want to hear, you're never going to grow. You're never going to change. You're never going to become all that you were created to be. Amen. So that's why this is called Formation Friday. Uh, obviously, I'm going to, you know, speak in love, but I do want to challenge you guys to grow tonight. Some of these concepts that I'm going to be sharing, you guys already know them. But when you are hearing something that you already know that you have heard, it is God's way of telling you, hey, you haven't mastered it yet. Right? How many of you guys know who Joyce Mayer is, right? She's a very well-known preacher. She's one of my favorites, a female preacher. God has used her life in a tremendous way. She says, when you go into your Bible and you're reading something that you have already read, make sure you underline it. And if it's already been underlined, make sure you put a star by it. If you already have an underline and a star, get a highlighter and highlight it. Does that make sense? Why? Because you need to continue to meditate on what God is trying to tell you so that you can continue to grow and develop. Amen? So today I'm going to be talking to you guys about something that we all need and we need more of. Today we're going to be talking about fruit. Okay? The Bible says this very clearly in Matthew 7:20. By our fruits or by their fruits they shall be known. How many of you guys have ever heard that one before? Right? By your fruit you will be known. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree will produce bad fruit. Does that make sense? Now, what does a good tree need in order to produce good fruit? Does anybody know? Water, soil. Yes, somebody said it. Good roots. Because without good roots, there is no fruits. The root will lead to the fruit. So that's my message for tonight. The root that leads to the fruit. Because if you're not well-rooted, you're not going to be able to give the fruit that God wants you to give. And I know you guys just finished a series called the 12 characteristics of what? Of a multiplying disciple. A multiplying disciple is a fruitful disciple. Does that make sense? And in order for you to give fruit, you need to be grounded. You need to be rooted. 
so that you can give the fruit that God wants you to give. The Bible speaks about three main types of fruits. One of them is the fruit of repentance. Have you guys heard that before? The fruit of repentance shows that you have changed. Because there are people in the church that say, yes, I'm a Christian or that go to church, but they don't really show it. And again, by their fruits, they shall be known. Does that make sense? The fruit of repentance says, no, I am not the same. I have been born again. It doesn't mean you don't have challenges. It doesn't mean that every once in a while there isn't going to be a struggle. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face temptation. But what it means is that you're showing with your life that you have repented. Because what happens many times is there's people that come to God as an emotional response to the gospel. If you have a, somebody who is, you know, a, a good preacher, a good teacher, or maybe you came at the right time in your life, you may have an emotional response to the gospel. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's me. Who told him my life? Did you tell him? Did you tell him what I'm going through? How many of you guys had that one before, right? The problem is this, is that if it stays there and it does not become a conviction, it's just an emotional response. So the fruit of repentance shows that you have a conviction and now you're living a brand new life. That you're not who you used to be. That you have been born again into a new life. Does that make sense? How many of you guys have fruit of repentance? All right. We need to continuously work on that. We need to continuously work on that. Every day we die to ourselves. The apostle Paul says, not that I have already reached it, but every day I strive towards it. Every day I push myself. Every day I die to myself. Amen. The second kind of fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. How many of you guys know what the fruit of the Spirit is? Right? Hopefully you guys know it by memory. I'm going to read it because I always change the words and the order. I know it, but I always change it because I learn it in Spanish. And sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about my accent. It flares up when I'm tired. Or sometimes I speak too fast and I say things like sheep instead of ship, you know, and things like that. So forgive me. Anyway, it says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. In our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. If the fruit of the Spirit is in your life, you will be attractive. If the, thank you, Colin. If the fruit of the Spirit is in your life, there is no law against what you do. Because the main is love. And there's joy. And there's peace. And there's goodness. And there's kindness. And there's a third type of fruit. And it is called ministerial fruit or the fruit of the ministry. Does that make sense? Remember, the Bible says this, that the Father is pleased when we give fruit that remains. And we are called to make disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples. Second Timothy 2.2, what you have heard and seen from me, right? It's, it, it's, it's, it's an ordinance that we have as Christians to give fruit. To not just take what has been given to us and keep it for ourselves. We cannot be, we cannot be uh, dams. We have to be rivers of blessing. Amen. And God wants to use you. That was a long introduction. Some of you guys are like, whoa. That was just an introduction. God wants you to have those three types of fruit in your life. The fruit of repentance. The fruit of the spirit. And ministerial fruit. But again, in order to have those, you need to be well-rooted in the Word of God. You need to be well-rooted in God. And as you develop a healthy root system, those fruits will flow. 
They will follow and you won't even have to try hard because the Holy Spirit will give you the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of repentance will come because that is who you are, not who you're trying to be. You're not just trying to be a little bit better. You're not just trying to change your ways. God changes you. And the fruit of the ministry comes because you become a magnet to others that see hope in you, that see the love of Jesus in you. And you can become a multiplying disciple. Amen? So let's go ahead and pray as we begin. God, thank you so much because I know that you love us. And I know that you have a message for every one of us tonight. In the name of Jesus, I ask, Holy Spirit, that your presence will be felt, manifested in this place. I cast down every spirit of distraction. I declare, Lord, that our minds are alert, that our hearts are ready, and that our spirit is open to receive the word, the seed that will give fruit in our lives 30, 60, and 100 times fold. God, thank you because we know that this day was appointed in your book, in your agenda for our lives. And I pray that we receive all that you have for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Fruit is a sign of health. How many of you guys know that? I recently got into gardening. And I tell you guys this with uh, a little bit of shame because I'm getting old. Uh, how many of you guys are into gardening here? Raise your hand. Yeah, like four or five of you. And probably us that are a little bit older, right? Uh, I always kind of made fun of that, and my wife was making fun of me the other day, but I got into gardening. Somebody gave me plumeras. How many of you guys know what plumeras are, right? The Hawaiian, you know, flowers. And the way that you propagate, because that's what it's called, the way that you get more plumeras is by cutting chunks of the little tree, and you plant them. Does that make sense? You just literally take a chunk, you know, usually 12 inches or more, and it's got to be an inch in diameter. If not, it's probably not going to make it. And you take it and you put it either into water or into the soil so that it gives roots, right? And then it can grow into a healthy plant. And then it gives flowers. I know some of you guys are like, what? What does that have to do with anything? That unless the plumera has a good root system, it's not going to make it. It's not going to produce fruit. It's not going to flower. So I got all this little tree stub, stumps, this little, you know, pieces of tree. And my wife made fun of me. Because I was planting them and I was taking care of them. And she's like, are you sure those things are going to make it? My wife will, don't, don't tell her I said this. And it's probably, it's being recorded, right? But my wife does not have a green thumb. The green thumb comes from my mom. How many of you guys know Pastor Gina, right? Pastor Gina can, I mean, she has orchids from like five years ago that flower every few months. You know, when you give her flowers from Costco for Mother's Day, and most people, when they die, they just throw them away. My mom will keep them, and they will keep flowering and flowering. She has poinsettia. She's just got a beautiful touch with plants. Anyway, why am I telling you guys this? Because my wife was kind of making fun of me, like, oh, you're getting old on me. And she was like, are you, think, you sure those things are going to make it? You're kind of wasting your time. And this year, they're so beautiful. I was going to bring pictures, but I forgot. I can show you guys on my phone, and I forgot to give it to the guys. But anyway, they look so beautiful. And it makes it so worth it, all the effort that you put in. But again, the root is what determines the fruit. Because if you're healthy on the inside, it will show on the outside. The problem is that many of us are so concerned with what everybody sees that we don't concern ourselves with what people don't see. But the Bible says, go in the secret and pray. Get into the word every day. Die to yourself daily. It's like those guys that go to the gym and only work on their upper body. They skip leg day. You know what I'm talking about, right? They wear baggy pants and tight shirts. They have popcorn muscles. And you see their legs and you're like, whoa, what happened? Is that a meme? Is that a walking meme? What happened to your legs, bro? But they look good up here. Does that make sense? 
And there's Christians that are like that. They, they say amen with the best of them. They know the songs. I love the songs. They're kind of old school. I love that, right? I remember those songs back, you know, back in the day. But anyway, I love, this. I love those songs. Awesome. But they know the songs. They know the lingo. They show up with their Bible under their arm, right? They're like, amen, brother. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. How are you, my brother? But their knees are not callous because they don't pray. Their Bibles are brand new. And it's funny because I actually brought a brand new Bible. Their Bibles are brand new. They don't have a devotional life. They have no roots. And guess what happens when you don't have no roots? You got no fruits. And you can't impress people that know. Because some people will see, Damn, look at him go to church now. Look at him more holy. But guess what? The people that are anointed and holy can see right through you. And guess what? If you want to get married to a woman of God, she will see right through you. Some of them girls that don't have the direction from the Holy Spirit might see like, oh, dang, he cute. Oh, and he's a good boy too because he got a church. Look at him. He's got a CFF sticker on his car. I don't know what that is, but I think it's a church. It don't work like that. If you don't have good roots, you will have no fruits. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. That's the apostle Paul praying for you all. Somebody say amen. How many of you guys receive that? I'm going to read it again and receive it. Okay. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Amen. Receive it. Catch it. Catch it. Get it from your neighbor. Don't let your neighbor grab it. You grab it. it says this. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. If you're rooted in God's love, you will remain strong. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. If you're well grounded and rooted, you will be able to stand whatever comes your way. Because you know what coronavirus does to things that are not well grounded? They don't last. You seen how many businesses have closed? And it's unfortunate and it's sad and I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that there's Christians that stop going to church because coronavirus hit. There's Christians that stop praying because they can't go to church and have their devotions checked. Because their leader didn't check on them. You know what's sad is many of us rely for too long on others instead of relying on God. There's people that go to church because it provides a nice environment. And that's okay and that's part of it. But if you're at church so you can hang out, so you can get out of the house, you're here for the wrong reason. We are here for God. We're here for Jesus. We're here because he gave us life so that we can have life. We are here because we have had the revelation of his love. And we understand that our roots are growing into that love. And you know what? I don't care what happens around me. As long as I got him, I consider everything else a loss. Because as long as he's with me, what can stand against me? My roots have to grow into the love of God. Let me continue reading. And may you have the power to understand 
all, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is his love. When you get into the word, when you pray, when you worship, not just here, but in your house by yourself. When you listen to Pastor Pablo preaching, not just, oh, that was good, and then forget what he said. Because if you don't apply what you're learning, what's the point of it? So what if you said amen? So what if you have a bunch of notes if you never read it again? So what if you're not applying it in your life? Pastor Pablo works hard on bringing good messages that will form you and you shape you. Not just your notebooks. He doesn't want to shape your notebook. He wants to shape your life. And God wants to shape your life. Your devotional life is what's going to give you the strength that you need to live the life that God has for you. The roots that you grow down is what's going to allow you to grow up. Because in Christianity, you cannot grow up until you grow down. If you do not grow down, you cannot grow up. And guess what? If you don't grow up, you will have no fruit. Jesus said, unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, he cannot bear fruit. It remains a kernel of wheat. Does that make sense? But when it dies, it turns into something else. And the roots grow before the fruit comes. Bamboo trees are crazy. Chinese bamboos. There's all kinds of different bamboos. I'm not talking about the lucky bamboo at the Chinese restaurant down the corner on the water. I'm talking about real Chinese bamboo from the fields and, and, and jungles of Asia. It takes the roots about five years to develop. Between four and five years. And you don't see anything. You don't see anything. You think it's a waste. What's going on? This thing didn't work. It didn't take. Five years, you don't see anything. But in six months, it can grow up to 80 feet. Once the roots have been formed. Because the roots are there to support the growth. Because you know what happens with many people at church? Why they don't remain? Oh, what happened to Juanita? Hey, what happened to Victor, eh? I don't know them. I don't know if Juanita or Victor left the church. I'm not talking about them. I don't go to this church. What happened to them? They looked like they were doing good. And in Canada, they were crying. They threw up a lot. And they're like, oh, that, you know. And they received it on the ground for a long time. I'm like, I'm like what happened? No roots. No roots. That girl texted him. They got a new job. They got an offer to work on Sunday and on Friday nights. And like, it must be from God because I've been praying. Well, did you get a word? Is that going to help you grow? Is that going to help you develop? Understand this, guys. Verse 20. Know all now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more that we may ask or think. God wants to do so much more. But you have to be rooted in his word, in his love. Now, uh, Isaac, is it Isaac that gave the word of the offering? He went into one of the verses. So this is from the Holy Spirit that I'm actually going to share. And you'll see in just a moment. We're going to read Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. And yes, I read a bunch of verses. So get ready, get your pen. You don't have to read them right now. You can do it later. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. How many of you guys here are mere humans? Raise your hand. I'm a mere human. I love that mere humans. One of the other verses says, what can mere humans do to me, right? Somebody try to threaten you, you mere human. What can you do to me, right? 
Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. Do you put your trust in yourself? Or like we read in Proverbs 3, do you trust in the Lord? Let's continue reading. Who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert. Oh, snap. People that don't trust God fully are like stunted shrubs in the desert. With no hope for the future. Are you all right? I'm all right. I'm okay. Can you pray for my anxiety? Can you pray for my depression? You have no hope. Because you're you're paying more attention to the news than to the good news. Because you're trusting what the politicians say. As opposed to what the word of God says. Are you rooted? And what are you rooted in? What are you placing your trust in? Well, if we have a change in the government, maybe they'll give us free money and everything is going to be okay. No, get in the word. Don't be a stunted shrub. They will live in barrenness and wilderness. In uninhabited, salty lands. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. What you read. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. You don't need anybody else to water you. Don't misunderstand me. We are a church of disciples. Amen. Say amen. You have leaders that look after you, that pray for you, that call on you, that rebuke you sometimes. At Boundless, we say they don't call you out they call you up because we don't call people out just to call them out look you're messing up fool no we say hey you can do better hey you're better than that call people up your leaders call you up but how beautiful it is do we have any leaders in the house raise your hand how many of you guys you have your cell group isn't it beautiful when you have a disciple that prays and reads the bible and doesn't depend on you every day for you to sustain them because their roots have grown so deep that they found water And it's beautiful when you add something to their lives, but when you know they're connected to the source. When they're not just following after you, they're following after Jesus. And yes, in this church, 1 Corinthians 11.1 is Rema. Follow me as I follow Christ, right? But we want you to connect to Christ. Because if you're connected to him, you're going to be fine. Guess what? There's going to be storms, but you're going to be able to endure. Your leader's out of town, you know, like, oh, what do I do now? Who do I call? I better check on my homies and my Instagram and see what they're up to because I feel lonely. No, you're connected. You're deeply rooted. And you know what? The, the fruit might not be there yet, but you're on your way. Some of you guys are like bamboos. <laughs> Maybe it's been some time. As long as you're deeply rooted in God, the growth will come. The problem is when the growth comes and there's no roots, guess what happens when the scorching sun comes out? Like this weekend, that's going to be 110. What happens when you don't have good roots? You dry up. What's the heat? What's the fire? It tears you up because you can't stand it. Let's continue reading. They are like trees planted along a river run with roots, roots that grow deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. How many of you guys want to never stop producing fruit? Raise your hand. How many of you guys have seasons, have had seasons where you're like, man, what's going on? It's not working. Pastor P, it's not working. 
What happened? I'm praying. I'm, I'm giving my tithes. I'm, I'm trying. It's not working. Your roots need to grow deeper, bro. Keep doing what is right. Do not grow tired of doing good. Well, I tried the church thing and it didn't work for me. No, you didn't work. Because when God called you up, you went out. Because you, when you got uncomfortable, instead of growing, you got going. When things got tough, instead of getting going and getting growing, you, you were gone. What happened? Oh, I just went through some stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. But when you're deeply planted and rooted into the word of God, into who God is, you can stand long months of drought. I don't know what's going on, but God's going to see me through. And you know what? Right now I don't have the fruit, but I will not stop doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I love your honesty, Isaac, and saying, you know what? I was a little afraid, so I held back. But God showed him, no, no, no. Give it to me and trust me so I can take care of you. Continue to do what God is calling you to do. And he's going to answer the, the prayers, the petitions of your heart. Verse 9, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Can somebody say amen? You know what your mama said? Follow your heart, mijo. You know what the Bible says? Don't follow your heart, mijo. I'm going to read it again. It says this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all the hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Your heart is wicked. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Formation Friday. What I'm saying is this. Is if you go after what you feel, what you want, and what you think, you're living at a soul level. And you're meant to live at a spiritual level. Where you're controlled by the spirit and not by the flesh or the soul. Your heart will say, I got to follow my heart. Because your heart is deceitful. I fell in love. He's married. He's got three kids. I can't command my heart. Yes, you can. You're not a dog. Of course you can. What does God say about that? Oh, no, he's going to leave her for me. And guess what he's going to do 10 years later? Oh, no, he's going to be faithful to me. That's not the way it works. I've heard that before. The heart is deceitful. But when your heart is in the right place, God will lead it because you're deeply rooted. And you know what happens? The word of God comes into your life and it starts directing your life because there's a lamp unto your feet. Because there's a light unto your path. I don't know what to do. Pray. God will give you wisdom. That's what Romans says. Pray and he will give it to you. I don't know what to do. Follow God. Trust what he's telling you to do. We have to be rooted in the word of God. How many of you guys read your Bible every day? Your leader's watching. Some of you guys don't want to raise your hand. Like, should I raise my hand? Should I not raise my hand? How many of you guys read your Bible every day? All right. Put your hand down. You know, that's cool. That, that obviously that you guys have that. But I want to tell you something, guys. Reading your Bible every day is not optional. If you're a Christian and you don't read your Bible, there's something wrong with you. Understand this. How many of you guys have kids? I see some kids here. Raise your hands. Parents, how do we feel when our kids don't eat? Oh, he's just not hungry. Eh, it's been three days. He'll be all right. When he gets hungry, he'll eat. 
When a child doesn't eat, what's wrong with them? Something. When a child eats, like, yeah, that's a healthy boy right there. Oh, you're getting too healthy, buddy. Slow down. When you don't eat, there's something wrong with you. When you don't eat in the word, when you're not feeding on the word of God, there's something wrong with you. And you need to check your heart because it's deceitful. It's okay to say, you know what? I don't feel like reading the Bible. But the good thing is that you're not controlled by your feelings. You live by faith, not by sight. You live by faith, not by feelings and emotions. Why do you read your Bible? Because it's the daily bread. Why do you read your Bible? Because it is the wisdom that you need. Why do you read your Bible? Because it keeps you grounded and rooted. I'm going to talk to you guys about something that is very, very cool. Uh, I, sometimes I geek out, and I know my brother does the same thing when we're studying for a preaching, a teaching. Uh, how many of you guys have ever done that when you start researching something and you like start watching YouTube videos and all kinds of websites? You know what I'm talking about, right? How many of you guys know Sequoia Redwood Trees? How many of you guys have ever been to Yosemite and have seen them, right? Or is the Sequoia National Forest, right? It's amazing, isn't it? These trees are incredible. The tallest redwood tree is 310 feet tall. Taller than the Statue of Liberty. 30 feet, sorry, 30 stories high. If you see a building 30 stories, trees are that big. And you know why they don't continue growing? Because lightning starts hitting them because they're so tall. If not, they would grow even more. Some of them can weigh 2 million pounds. Some of them are over 3,000 years old. General Sherman is called the biggest one. It's been around for, you know, a very, very long time and it's huge and it's, it's believed to be the, the biggest. It's 275 feet tall. There's trees that have a circumference, sorry, a diameter, not a circumference, about the size of this parking lot. They're huge. How do they get so big? Because of the root system. And you know, these trees go through fires. Over 2,500, 3,000 years have gone through fires, floods, ice, storms. How were they able to endure? Because of the roots. You know that sequoias actually like fire? There's been so many fires. Fire opens their seeds so they can spread out even more. The sequoia seed is one of the toughest seeds and it takes fires to open them. How many Christians give fruit when there's fire in their lives? How many of you guys would like to give fruit when there's fire in your life? Well, it's spring. Everything is beautiful. I'm going to bring somebody to church now. When you're deeply rooted and when you're healthy and growing, no matter what's going on in your life, even there's floods and fires and things are happening, you can still give fruit. And the enemy throws things your way and you're like, oh no, I'm going to turn it around on you. You mess with me, I'm going to mess with you now. You don't know who you're messing with, boy. There's people that are victim of their circumstances. Christians, disciples, victimize their circumstances. Oh yeah, you tried? Hmm. I'm going to turn it around, fool. I'm going to show you what a Christian does. A non-Christian, non-Christian me, oh, I would have called the homies. I would have gotten you back. Christian me says, you know what, God? I'm going to grow. I'm going to thank you for this opportunity that you're going to give me to grow and develop. And I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to get better. Why? Because I'm grounded. I'm rooted. Because I don't depend on the circumstances around me to be right so that I bear fruit. I bear fruit all the time. Why? Because I'm connected. Because I am deeply rooted and grounded. You know what's cool about sequoias though? You guys are in a church of sequoias. How many of you guys would say amen? Okay, some of you guys didn't say amen that loud. 
Why am I saying you guys are a church of sequoias? Sequoias have this amazing, interesting way of cohabitating, living together. Sequoias roots are not that deep, only about 12 to 14 feet. Think about that for a moment. They are 300 feet tall, 2 million pounds, but the roots are not that deep. They don't have this thing called the taproot. Taproots grow down, like from the middle of the tree or the, whatever the bush, and they grow down and they anchor the tree. Sequoias have huge roots, but they grow sideways. You know why? Because they intertwine with each other. Colin, come up here. Isaac, come up here. We're going to break the rules and social distancing is going to go out the window for a moment. Okay. What sequoias do is they're connected to each other. Link, link arms. Sequoias will actually provide nutrition to other trees when they're unhealthy. They intertwine with one another. Intertwine. Their roots are about an acre in area that they cover. That's 90% of a football field. Sequoias grow together. They keep each other strong. And you guys are in a church of sequoias. How many would say amen? amen? That when somebody's weak, we're so well rooted and planted that not only are we providing for ourselves, but we're providing for others. We're helping others. We're growing. When there's fire, I got you, Colin. I got you, Isaac. Even though I'm not right next to you, we're connected. We're a family. And you know what? When fire comes, we grow. When COVID comes, we grow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Has CFF grown during the COVID? Yeah. Why? Because you're sequoias. Because you're not little shrubs. And you know what happens with sequoias? They ain't going nowhere. That has to be CFF. We're rooted in Jesus and we're connected to each other. Amen. Because with the fruit is strong, the fruit will be strong. Amen? Give my sequoias a hand. Go ahead, sequoias. Many people want to focus on the fruit. But God says, focus on the root. There's people, again, that have an emotional response to the gospel. In the old school way of preaching, people will literally, would scare the hell out of people. They would scare the hell out of them. What do I mean by that? Oh, he said hell in church? No, I'm talking about hell, hell. If you don't want to go to hell, you get a guy, you got to give your life to Jesus right now. <laughs> and they would sell fire insurance cards from the eternal fire of damnation called hell. If you repeat this prayer after me, <laughs> you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. And guess what? If you'll be like, I don't want to go to hell. I'll, I'll, I'll say whatever you want me to say. And many people gave their life to Christ like that. Are you a believer? I'm a believer. You know what James says? Even demons believe and tremble when they hear his name. Ain't no credit. You don't get no street cred in heaven just because you believe. Your street cred in heaven is that God knows you because you spend time with him. Because you're grounded and rooted. You're not hopping around from place to place hoping to find, like the Bible says, itchy ears. Who's going to say what I want to hear? Oh, no, formation Fridays are too hard. I don't come on Sunday Fridays, no. I come on Sundays. <laughs> Stop drinking milk. Get into the flesh of the word. 
I went to a church once and this, this guy's like, Pastor, let us have it. Let us have it. <laughs> like, okay, buddy. In Spanish, denos duro, denos duro, pastor, denos duro. You know why were you saying that? Because he's not spending time with God. Porque quería que yo le diera duro. He wanted me to let him have it. You know what? Who lets you have it? God. When you get into the word, the God, the word says, stop lying. And you're like, oh, dang. Love your mom. Honor them. Oh, but you don't know my mom. Jesus knows your mom. And still expects you to honor her. Dang. Be holy. Can I just like go to heaven later? Later, later? Can I like laugh now and cry later? Can I YOLO right now? Uh-uh. You can't live like hell and expect to go to heaven. You want heaven? Pay the price. Jesus already punched your ticket, but you got to pay the price so that you can get that ticket. And it's called repentance. And it's called growth and development. You know why people flunk out of church? Because they don't do their homework. What's their homework? Bible. What's their homework? They're devotional. I went to class every day, teacher. But you never did your homework. But I came to class. I know they take your attendance here because they have to count how many people are here because of the limits. But they're not going to be in heaven one day and say like, okay, how many churches, how many times you go to church? 37 in a year. That's a good average. You got to see. Okay, pásale, mijo. No. Are you grounded? Are you going to give the fruit? Because God is glorified by your fruit. You are in a church that will grow you and that disciple you if you want it. Because here they're not going to force you. They're going to challenge you. They're going to say, hey, be a sequoia. Grow with me. Let's grow together. Grow your roots deep into the word of God. Grow your roots into the love of God. So that we can give fruit together. And you know what? And when you're hurting, I'm going to hurt with you. And I'm going to supply from the nutrients I'm receiving. And I'm going to encourage you in the word. And I'm going to challenge you. And I'm going to call you up. Because I want the best for you. Because you're part of me. Because together we grow. Because together we give fruit. Because together we glorify God. And there's people that are not going to want it. That's okay. But those that want it. Need to spend the time. You need to do the homework. You need to get in the presence of God. Amen. Whoever, I don't know if you guys play music, but I'm about done. And if you don't bring the music up, I'm going to keep going and going and going. Whitney said I can be long. I can be three, four hours. She said it was no problem. Just kidding. I'm going to wrap up, guys. But God was really impressing this upon my heart as I was doing, doing my, my research and studies, you know, for this word. Is that... We all want to give fruit. I want more fruit or repentance in my life. How many of you guys would agree? You know what the Apostle Paul said? I'm the worst of all sinners. I need repentance more and more every day. Go ahead and stand to your feet. How many of you guys would say, I want the fruit of repentance in my life more? How many of you guys know you still got some things to work out? Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's anger. Especially when you drive. When you're told something you don't want to hear. God wants to grow you. Because he loves you. 
And those of you guys that are here for the first time, the Bible literally says that God loves you as his child. When you give your life to him, you become his child. Unless you give your life to him, you're just a creature. You're just a creation. I don't care what Oprah says. We're all God's children. No, that's not true. We're all his creation. Read John 1. All who have believed in him have been given the right to become the children of God. You're adopted in through what Jesus does. But it doesn't stay there. Because a father disciplines those whom he loves. A good father doesn't let his child get away with anything. Because he's not doing a service to those kids. When you come into the family of God, you come in as a child. And God says, okay, let's grow you now. Get closer to me. Spend time with me. Listen to my word. Sit down with the apostles. What are you talking about, Pastor? Lee? You know, when you read a book, you're sitting down with the author. Sit down with the apostle Paul. Sit down with Peter and John and have them teach you the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave them for you. Grow. Let your roots grow deep into God's love. Because when you know how loved you are, the fruit of repentance happens. No, I can't do that. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. Oh, I can't talk like that anymore. No. You just know inside of you that that is not right. It makes you feel nauseous. And even if you do it, because that's what you used to do for so long and you were programmed to do it, there's repentance within you. And you say, I can't do this anymore. And God cleanses you as you walk in the light. And God wants you to have the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you guys can use more patience? Raise your hand. How many of you guys can use more kindness? More goodness? More love? Especially for those people that in your life. You want the fruit of the Spirit? Really? Raise your hand. How many of you guys want ministerial fruit? Raise your hand if you want ministerial fruit. Great bold hands if you... Woo! Right? What are we going to do about it? I'm going to pray for fruit. I'm going to pray that God give me fruit. This is how you pray for fruit. On the floor, on the ground, with the Word. Worshiping God. Even in the middle of the storm. God, I don't feel it. How many of you guys ever had one of those sessions with God? When you didn't feel it, and then you put the worship music on, and you start praising, and all of you, sorry, and it felt so good. Or when you didn't want to read the Bible, and it just hit you like pow, 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 like oh. No, you used to say you got pimps left by the word, and then just like, oh man, that's what I needed. That's how you get the fruit. And again, at this church. You're, teach, you're being taught how to be grounded in God's love through his word, through devotions, through coming to church and going to cell group and coming to Formation Fridays. But not only that, you're also growing as a sequoia. With your fellow disciples, with your leader, with those people that spend time and effort praying for you, looking after you. The longer it takes you to link up, the longer it's going to take you to give fruit. The longer it's going to take you to get connected, like it says here, the longer it's going to take you to become who God wants you to be. So today, 
let's make it a point to give fruit. Amen? So how are we going to get fruit though? Through growing the roots. Into God and with each other. Because we're going to be a church of sequoias. Amen? CFF is going to be known as a church of tall disciples. Not midget disciples. Because there's churches that have midget disciples. That don't get fruit. And they fire the pastor because he's not bringing new people to church. No, not CFF. And there's going to be people that are going to be here for so long. They'll be like, how long have you been at church? Woo! Like a sequoia. Even if they wanted to throw me out, they can't throw me out. Like, I'm connected. To God and to my fellow believers. Because we call each other up. Not out, up. Because we help and support each other. Because we're well grounded. And we're rooted. Amen? So let's go ahead and pray. As you have your eyes closed. Let's allow this to be a moment of reflection. Think about this. Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life and life abundant. You're not supposed to just survive. To just hope to make it to heaven one day. God wants you to have an amazing life right now, starting today. But in order to have what he has for you, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you deeper. You need to humble yourself. You need to die to your flesh. Die to yourself. You need to stop being a seed and allow your roots to go down into God's love. When I ask you, raise your hand if you're reading the Bible every day. I meant devotional. You guys know what I meant. About half of you guys didn't raise your hand. I don't want to make you feel bad or guilty. But I want to call your attention to something. You're here tonight. And I commend you for that. Good job. Guys, this is important. Friday, Sunday is important. But you know what's most important? The time you spend with God alone. And I don't want to misunderstand. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm about to say. But what's the point of showing up for Sunday and Friday and even cell group if you're not showing up to be with God alone by yourself? Yeah, for some of you, it's going to take effort. For some of you guys, it's going to take, you know, decision. For some of you guys, it's going to be a habit that you need to form. But that's why we're sequoias. Talk to your leader. Talk to your fellow disciples. I'm sure one of them is willing to call you and wake you up so you do your devotion. I'm sure your leader will keep you accountable to make sure you're growing and developing into who God wants you to be. Jesus has come so that you may have a life abundant. So that you give fruit at all times. The fruit of repentance, the fruit of the Spirit and ministerial fruit will come through your roots. I want to give you a moment right there so that you can pray. 
And I want you to begin, if you can put the music up a little bit. I know that we're not inside and we can't put the music as loud as we would want to. But begin to pray for a moment. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you your roots. How's your root system? Are the roots that you have now sufficient to sustain you? To sustain the fruit that God wants to give you? Do you want to grow? I was challenged by this, guys. Do you want to grow? How are your roots? And I want you to just pray right now. It's between you and God. Forget about the person that's next to you. And just begin to say, God, thank you. Because I know you love me. Because you have been so patient, so kind. Because your grace is over my life. But I begin to say, God, I'm sorry. Because I have not worried enough about the roots. Because I haven't done enough to grow downward. How could I have breakthroughs? How could I grow like I want to grow? If the roots are not ready to sustain the growth that you want to give me. How can the fruit be abundant when the roots are not? Say, God, please help me to develop a root system that will be able to sustain all that you have for me, all that you want for me, all that you want to do through me, God. God, today I make a commitment. Come on, tell God, God, I make a commitment to look after my root. To stop worrying about the fruit. Knowing that the fruit will come when the roots grow and develop. And when I start becoming who you want me to be daily. God, I don't just want to get pumped on Friday. I don't just want to get a shot of energy on Sunday. I don't just want to go to cell group and feel better about myself. I want to be there every day. I want to grow roots. I want to be bonded with my fellow disciples. I want to be known as a sequoia that is able to stand whatever life will throw at me and continue to give fruit even after the storm, even after the fire, even after the winter months. Tell him, God, thank you. Because I know that I'm not alone. That you're with me. And that your Holy Spirit will give me the desire and the ability to do what you want me to do. Here's my commitment. Here's my willingness. Help me to grow my roots in this season. Because I want to bear the fruit that you want me to bear in my life. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand.